Hello and welcome back to the Outdrink Tinnitus podcast. You know my voice. This is Frida, your host, uh, talking into the microphone straight from Berlin. Today is Friday, the 27th of Fe uh, January, not February. February is a couple of days away. Um, the next episode uh, this year, releasing on Friday, the 27th of January. Um, I hope you had all had a great start to the new year 2023. We certainly did here in our online tinnitus management platform and community. It's really amazing to see what the community turns into. I just quickly wanted to share this brief story from uh, uh, Matthew who came onto the community and who's already a community member for many, many months. And he's now there for other people in the community, helping them to habituate to live their best lives by tinnitus. And Matthew basically says that he thought that habituation is impossible at first. And he had read that 95% of the people managed to habituate, but 5% of the people don't manage to habituate. And he was convinced that he was going to be part of that 5%. Uh, well, now he isn't anymore because now he's fully habituated, especially with the help of the community and some of our coaching program. An attitude of change and acceptance led him to not even hearing tinnitus anymore. And his brain has totally managed to tune tinnitus out. If that's something that you would like to do as well, um, then follow Matthew into our community. Go to www.mytinnitus.club to join our online tinnitus membership community for a free 14-day trial. Yeah, hello and welcome back to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida, I'm your host. And today I have a guest on my podcast. Her name is Karis Lount from the UK. Uh, her Instagram handle is the Tinnitus Cookbook. And I'm especially excited to have her because she is a young woman from the UK in university and she shares um, parts of her struggle with tinnitus that she's currently going through, but also things that have helped her on the way dealing with her tinnitus. And yeah, I hope you all enjoy this episode very much. I certainly did interviewing Karis and I'm sure we'll have her back on the show soon. Um, so enjoy the show. Let's get into the intro, do the quick ads and then enjoy. Enjoy the episode with Karis Lant from the UK. Hello and welcome to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. This episode is brought to you by Linear, an evidence-based treatment for tinnitus, which has been shown to improve tinnitus symptoms in large-scale clinical trials and real-world patients. Linear retrains the brain by playing soothing sounds and providing mild electrical stimulation to your tongue. It's now available throughout Europe and its latest clinical trial results were recently published in a Nature Scientific Journal. To find out more about Linear, where it's available and read about the research behind it, visit www.lenier.com forward slash outring. That's L-E-N-I-R-E dot -E com forward slash outring. Yeah, hello and welcome back everyone to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida, I'm your host, and this is the podcast where it's all about um, successful tinnitus management, 
learning how to habituate to your tinnitus in a strategic way. Uh, we do some myth busting along the way. And today I am again excited. I always tell you guys this at the start of every episode, but I'm always excited for all my guests on my show. And today I'm especially excited to have Karis Lowndes from the UK with me here today. Karis um, uh, will share a little bit of her own tinnitus story, but also a lot of project that she's working on today. Um, yeah, welcome to the show, Karis. Please introduce yourself to our listeners. Hello everyone, I'm Karis. I'm not sure if many of you see, have seen me on TikTok or Instagram, but I've been posting a few edutainment videos, if you will, um, like just, what's the word, educating people on tinnitus, what it is. Um, my audience is pretty much the younger generation, because it's not really spoke about, and for someone who suffers with tinnitus at 21 years old, it's quite yeah. difficult for me to connect with people. Yeah. So I'm basically just trying to create a community for people that are like me, just at the stage of trying to habituate from it and not really knowing what to do. Yeah. See, and uh, well, I mean, I think we're going to get a lot into this um, into this uh, throughout the podcast episode, uh, and sorry for mentioning it, and this is actually my job, so I am someone who is habituated, I've had sentences for 14 years already, and I am uh, also building a community, but already based off of the strategic results that I had in uh, coaching hundreds of people worldwide in the last four years, so I'm building a community, and I warmly invite Karis also into our community, so she will probably uh, be with us very soon. <laughs> That'd be very exciting. Um, yeah, but uh, the goal, of course, is to create a program that people can uh, successfully use. Of course, you never have a 100% success chance, but that people can successfully use in order to use a more strategic approach in um, learning how to habituate to their tinnitus and strategically manage tinnitus and really get rid of problems that you a little bit mentioned before we started this podcast episode already, so, such as like being able to get better sleep and being a little yeah. bit less emotionally reactive and uh, just being able to deal with all the circumstances of tinnitus a little bit better. But um, yeah, why don't you, um, maybe if you want to just say a few words about um, your individual tinnitus journey. I think that's already very, very okay. interesting for a lot of people. Yeah, so I don't know 100% what the cause is, as with many of you probably don't know what yours is, yeah. but yeah. I've had it for as long as I can remember. So mm. my dad has tinnitus, and so I brought that up to my ENT. He was like, mm. well, it's most likely hereditary tinnitus. Mm. But after like discussing with a lot of people in the tinnitus community, it seems that hereditary tinnitus isn't as direct as it seems. Um, for example... Yeah. My dad, I've mentioned this in one of my videos, my dad has tinnitus and he's a stress head. And I feel like the stress, like the tendency to get stressed has been passed down in the genes to me because I am such a stress head. And when I get stressed, my tinnitus becomes so much more noticeable. For example, like we mentioned, like before I go to sleep, I start thinking about everything in the day, what I need to do tomorrow. And that's the stress. Right. That's when my tinnitus starts getting bad. And then the sleep, the lack of sleep contributes to my tinnitus. Yeah. But I'm at the stage where I'm trying to find a way out of the annoyance of tinnitus. I am not bothered about a cure because if you become habituated, what is the point? You know, if it doesn't bother you, what's the point in finding a cure? It's ultimately a cure itself. Um, but yeah, yeah, 
my experience. That's very important. Yeah. Hey? That I think you just said that right now, but like you said it in a side sentence, but this is actually the whole thing that you could put at the start of the episode. What's the point of going after these cures exactly. or miracle wonders or things that will be available in 10 years if you need to manage it successfully now to a point where it doesn't bother you or interfere with your day-to-day -day living? Exactly. Mindfulness in general is such a massive thing. And if you're mindful about your life and your general health, you are going to be a much happier person. If you take care of your overall health, you're going to be a much pe better person. Like if you're doing as much as you possibly can for yourself, that's it. Everyone strives to be better. Everyone strives to have a better version of themselves. And this is ultimately what you're doing with, um, I was going to say tinnitus free training therapy, but I feel like that's kind of the same thing as like cognitive, is it not? Is cognitive behavioral yeah. therapy different? Yeah, 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 well, yeah. What's the difference between them two? Yeah, that's quite quite an interesting question. Um, and I must also say um, uh, for all the people, I mean, most of the people who listen to my podcast know me by now already. Um, I've actually studied law uh, a while back and, and was working in a consultancy. And then after a few years, that was a little bit too boring for me. And then I started uh, also based on my own story, I started my own uh, coaching business. And what I've actually done is I've combined a few tools um, coming from the fact that so the core assumption of CBT being that nothing's fundamentally wrong with you, but that you have a set of belief systems and things that produce a certain emotional and also physical reaction, right? Because you, yeah. what you just mentioned, what happens before going to sleep is not only a thought-based reaction, but it creates actual emotions in your body and actual feelings that... Um, induce a state of alertness and wakefulness, which makes it difficult to sleep. And then ergo, the next thing in the morning is you haven't slept perfectly and therefore you don't feel as well and your tendons will be heightened, right? So yeah. we got to understand on a rational level all these things that are happening there. And CBT is amazing for that. And then there's another addition called acceptance commitment therapy that is used for spider phobia, insomnia. So for okay. uh, fear of heights, for a lot of um, things that are basically like, they can be really quite severe, the anxiety reactions from humans to these things, but actually there is no valid reason behind them, right? So when we do know, and you're in T and you're after the MRI or whatnot, they tell you um, your tinnitus is in 99.9% .9 of the cases not dangerous. So actually on a rational level, you would not have anything to worry about. However, due to the doctor saying to you, oh, don't worry about it, but there's nothing I can do. That alone can cause an amazing oh amount of anxiety. Yeah. Or, or, or then afterwards, the doctor says there's nothing you can do. And then you're like, well, but then I'm going to go to the internet and find out what can I actually do. And then the next thing you do is the thought and, and the anxiety from the doctor that the doctor can't help you is confirmed by all the people on the internet saying, oh my God, it's terrible. I don't know how to live with this and so on and so forth. So you have a double confirmation that this is terrible. And this might be kind of like, just be a thing that will be with you for the next couple of years, right? So you have two premises that will absolutely make it incredibly difficult to disassociate the stimulus from the insane amount of negative reactivity that you have towards it, right? And just yeah. that last sentence, cognitive behavior therapy and acceptance and commitment therapy ultimately ultimately, and what the state of habituation will look like is you no longer responding to your tinnitus. I think we all know when we watch our favorite YouTube channel or when we go to Netflix and sit down or watch our favorite show and we immerse ourselves in that. And then suddenly we don't even realize tinnitus was there, right? And the stage of habituation is that over 90% of your day. 
and no more negative reactions to your tinnitus. Therefore, as you say, when you become habituated, when tinnitus is no longer a bother, why need to find some certain uh, miracle cure or going after something that is more difficult to achieve? So that stage comes in, and this is the last sentence I'm going to say because uh, I always talk so much on my podcast. That's probably the reason why I have a podcast. I'll go I'm for here it. To interview you, educate, and, please. Uh, not, not, not only to tell my own stuff, but yeah. to to say the last sentence is: it's incredibly important that tinnitus is tagged for you on your conscious and subconscious mind as non-dangerous, because only then, when it's non-dangerous and non-threatening, can you be ah, yeah, it's just my tinnitus. And you need to understand all the things that come around. You need to understand that the tinnitus is connected to the stress, sometimes in the evening, obsessing about what else you have to do, and then the conditioning. If you have experienced that going to sleep in the evening is difficult, because it's difficult for, with you and your tinnitus, then every time you go to brush your teeth, you might already feel anxiety coming in. Just the fact of brushing your teeth is like, oh, I'm going to sleep. Oh, yeah, you're brushing your teeth, and you're getting anxious about going to sleep because you know it's been a problem for the past weeks or month. And then you already are in a state of alertness where it's very much difficult to get to sleep, right? So yeah. all of these kind of things have to be tackled in a way to understand them properly because, of course, we can try to do all these kind of things with tinnitus or we can try to take sleeping pills, but they never address the whole angle of things that are at play here, but only individually address one or each of the factors. See, why can't all doctors say this? Because I've had tinnitus all my life for as long as I can remember. And it never bothered me until I was around 13 or 14. So, I, you know, when you have sleepovers with your friends and it gets late at night and you start asking all of these strange questions, like all things yeah. about like the universe, I'd yes. be sat there like, you know, when it's quiet, can you hear a ringing? They're right. like, no, no, I can't. So... At that point was when I started getting annoyed by it. I started getting mm. stressed out because I realized this isn't the norm and I'm dealing with this. I'm having all this stress and none of my friends are having to deal with it. So when right. I went to the doctor and they said, there's no cure, I, that completely overwhelmed everything yeah. else they were going to say. So yeah. they said, there's no cure, but you can try this, but you can try this, sorry. And so I, it's like when you go into the doctors, you go in there with so much hope that, well, right. you go in there knowing you're going to get answers. There's because not that's been our a time. socialization. Exactly. There's not been a time where I've gone to the doctors and came yeah. out without answers. But when I went right. for my tinnitus appointment and came right. out without any answers, it was literally the most, like, it was like I'd just been punched in the face. I felt yeah. 10 times worse. And I think that's why, like, I, I don't know, like, it's sad because doctors don't have like, any information really like us like we obviously we've got information about cbt yeah. and things like that but yeah. you can't blame the doctor because it's not a thing yeah. that's had all this awareness you know it, yeah the, the problem is that the doctors get paid for seeing you for 10 minutes and the next thing is like of course a doctor will be frustrated but something that they can't tackle right like that yeah. the, the urge of the doctor to be able to help you is obviously for them it's also annoying to say to you like okay there's nothing i can do here right now plus the doctor has 10 to 15 minutes and those 10 to 15 minutes is not enough to explain to you that 
look, I mean, your fridge might have been humming your whole life and you never got bothered by your fridge either, right? You, you always fell asleep naturally to the humming of your fridge or you always fell asleep naturally to the train running through the backyard of your house where you live, right? And your subconscious has been accustomed to ascribe no meaning to either the fridge nor the train because if it had, then you would have had insomnia for decades already because the simple fact that the train gets you woke up at night always causes that relatable way in which you're getting the problem of not being able to sleep or waking up in the middle of the night and then not being able to fall back asleep and so on and so forth. So in tinnitus, it's very, very similar. But of course, that is going over the amount of the doctor, what the doctor should say to you. But we are already, and there's a lot of countries that are pushing for this, for a more informative way of saying to ENTs and GPs, look, the one thing that you please do not do in tinnitus patients is there's absolutely nothing we can do here. So just go home and don't be bothered, right? Because that is one of the most yeah. biggest things for anxiety drivers. And that's what costing the healthcare system so much money. That's why people go into overdrive in the first place. You know, I, I always have this story from two people. I'm going to say this quickly because it's so important. And um, working on a construction side, an old guy and a young guy. So at some point, the young guy develops tinnitus because he's working on his construction site. All this hammering, all this kind of stuff went to his hearing. So he develops tinnitus. So he goes to the old guys at lunch break and he's like, hey, man, like the last couple of nights, I haven't been able to sleep well because I've been hearing that ringing. And then the old guy goes for him. Ah, that's a funny story, man. Uh, ask everyone around here. 80% of us have tinnitus or that ringing. Don't worry about it. Eventually, you will stop hearing it. So that guy goes home at night and he's like, ah, okay, they, they taught me, they all have it. They don't worry about it. It's fine. So that person is not mentally tagging meaning to tinnitus, therefore yeah. not falling into that mm -hmm. trap of reactivity in the same way that you have experienced tinnitus all your life. And as long as it was normal to have tinnitus, it was not a problem. Right? Exactly. So it wasn't until someone I, I, said. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's so interesting. To you. But but let me let me let me let me zoom out of that perspective. What other thing is not wrong with maybe one of your friends? Maybe one of your friends is so blind that they need incredibly big big glasses, and they were like, "Oh, I'm also not so normal as they are. Look, they all have normal eyes, and I have these big glasses that I need to wear." So, like, the next problem that we have is we always compare us to all these other people that we think are super happy but we are the ones who are not super happy. So there is a discrepancy that we need to bridge and tinnitus is the culprit for that. And when we do that, we make ourselves unhappy. Yeah, because I wish the doctors were informed saying, if someone yeah. comes in that has tinnitus, don't just straight up say, oh, there's nothing we can do really. Because that's literally, everyone listening can probably relate to that. It's, yeah. it's not a nice feeling. And nope. like you just previously mentioned, it's the emotions tied towards that 100%. Like, when once that happened to me, I got so, so down. I'm going to get a little deep, you know. <laughs> I got oh. so sad, so, so sad with it. And yeah. there was at one point where I was like, okay, right, I need, I need some help. So at this point, I didn't know that my emotions were coming from my tinnitus. I didn't realize I was sad. I was down in the dumps because of my tinnitus. I just thought, oh. I'm just sad, you know, I, I just need someone to talk to. So I, I called this like helpline up. At this mm. point, I didn't know the tinnitus awareness helpline existed, but I didn't realize it was my tinnitus that was bothering me. So I went, I went to this um mental health person and they were just like, Have you gone? Have you tried going for a walk? Are you enjoying uni? And I'm like, Yes, I have. I, I do enjoy uni. And why do I enjoy uni? Because it distracts me from my tinnitus. 
mm. you know and they completely dismissed it and at that point I was like what like how but then if they if I actually did mention to them I was like yeah my tinnitus is bothering me as well but they didn't clock it because they probably don't because they're in the mental health side they probably haven't heard of tinnitus you know and mm. I do feel like the, the connotation between them two is so so strong and it, it needs so much more awareness because if someone's struggling with tinnitus they're probably struggling with their mental health too you know and it's just something that's affected me a lot and I'm still at the stage where I'm not I'm at a journey you know like with my followers I am going through the journey of trying to habituate with them so I can put myself well I am in their shoes realistically mm. and that's the thing like I'm not a trained professional I'm not an mm. ENT or a doctor this is just mm. my experience and I want to share my experiences with other people like me but it's so nice because I only started my social media um not long ago probably like November last year and it used to be a food blog before that and I started posting about tinnitus and all of these people on TikTok and Instagram started like messaging in the comments or messaging me saying I'm dealing with this too I'm like, well, I'm actually not alone. Before I made these social media accounts, I felt so alone being someone that's so young dealing with this and then realizing that people have probably gone through the same experience as me being told there's no cure or being told by their friends, what? I don't have this. And it just, the community, like they're helping me just as much as I'm helping them kind of thing. So Mm. it's just so nice that, there's one thing for sure about tinnitus and that's the community as how strong it is because everyone's asking each other for advice because Mm. we've came to the conclusion that doctors don't really help ENTs can give you advice but they're not they're not therapists you know they're not they're nothing like that so I think it is so important especially what like anyone that's spreading awareness is so important to just share it talk to people and build these communities like we're doing yeah, I think that's incredibly valuable what you said. Um, and I also want to say, uh, if, of course, I'm not a licensed, trained psychologist, therapist, none of that. That's why I call myself coach. But the advantage that I have over a psychologist who just dismisses your claim as, I mean, you maybe have a bad week, which is BS, sorry. Um, you're dealing with yeah. tinnitus and that's quite real. Um, and, uh, that is something that's quite real. And I have the advantage that whereas my time of most difficulty with tinnitus is already a few years back. So I started having tinnitus when I was 19. And when I was 25, I had a a very massive spike that became my normal baseline volume, which it still is. Mm -hmm. So it's a very loud volume, but, uh, I, I since, uh, habituated again and, and through working with uh, all these people worldwide, I've sort of like refined my process more and more and more and more. And I made it very strategic. And I want to extend an offer to you today. Um, We can see whether we cut this out of the podcast later on or not, but I'm absolutely willing to coach you and uh, to do one-on-ones with you and to see um, whether uh, we can help you. And if that is something that will help you, then uh, you are more than welcome to invite other people who might also be able to benefit from that solution uh, along to try it out. 
because um, again, like my advantage is that I have worked with hundreds of people that I, I have developed a strategic coaching program in which um, we exactly go into something that a lot of people don't want to realize. So this is the next topic I want to get into a little bit, social media. Right? I posted something and it was amazing. It, it, had, it, it went berserk last week. So I posted like, what is one limiting belief about tinnitus you have? And of course, when you have that, you must be prepared to have a lot of hate. Because people say, I have no limiting belief. I have tinnitus and it's 24-7 and it's so loud. I can't live a normal oh life. Gosh. And you're like, that you is your limiting belief. You can get a lot of people. That is your limiting you know, belief. Like, you know, we, yeah, exactly. You know, we have to, like the social medias and stuff to do with tinnitus. You're always going to get them people where they're like, there's no cure. There's nothing you can do. What you're saying is false, false hope, blah, blah, blah. It's not false hope. We're literally just giving advice that's helping other people. But you're not putting the energy in that's going to help you. Anyway. I'm really happy that I have been able to do what I'm doing and to help all these people worldwide. Yeah. But I have had a lot of that and a big fair share of these people who are actually going against everything and anything and everything. And, and these comments of saying like, uh, uh, habituation only works in very mild cases. I'm like... Well, if that's your opinion, I am deaf on one ear. I have a hearing aid on the other one. And if I go outside, I can hear my tinnitus at pretty much any level. And my tinnitus doesn't bother me 99% of all cases. So if I can do it, and this is the strong message to you and to everyone out there. If I can do it, everyone else can do it too. And it is not only getting that one certain pill that will help you completely get rid of your tinnitus, but it is the moment in which you are able to signal to yourself you're safe and sound, everything is all right, tinnitus can simply be present, and it doesn't have to do with volume. I've had people with very, very mild tinnitus being crazily obsessive about it and having big, big, big trouble. And I've had people who said to me like, right, I've had tinnitus for years and it's like consequently always getting a little bit worse. And it is to a point where it is quite loud now, but in generally I'm, I'm, I'm fairly okay. I just want to know how to just nudge my, nudge myself over the edge of being fully okay again. Right. So I've all these cases in between already learning over the past five years that there is no such thing as severity correlated. And there is so, no such thing as objective awareness. Tinnitus intrusiveness is subjective and it matters how much the individual suffers. And no one, and really no one should go and say, you're suffering less than I do. And this is the whole reason of the tinnitus community yes. being so bad. Like we put fuel into the fire and then say, I have it the worst. You don't have it as worst as me. And I'm going to be yeah. the first one jumping off this bridge because I have it worse than all of you people which is yeah. what's your point what's the point you're making here like you don't know like it's invisible it's an invisible symptom and you don't know what people are suffering with you don't know it's really hard because i try to explain to my friends what yeah. i'm hearing and it's it's difficult because it's nothing like anything really it's, it's, it's not really like a whistle i mean you can describe it as that but it's not it's it's literally in your head like it's for me it's in both ears so it feels like it's in my head kind of thing but mm. On TikTok, I've noticed I had like, oh, I had like 100,000 comments on this one video. Wow. And people were saying, oh, you're exaggerating, you're exaggerating, tinnitus doesn't bother you. Like, why are you making a big thing out of nothing? Why are you trying to just get a diagnosis for attention? I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah. if I'm literally, I'm trying yeah. to get attention for the tinnitus right. for everyone that's suffering. And yeah. this is, the, I reached my target audience with that video yeah. because I want to be educating them people to say, yeah. look, if even if you do have tinnitus 
you might not be suffering with it and it might just be the norm for you good for you like yeah, good for, sure. for you but don't put it in the comments and say we are not valid because you do not understand what other people yeah. are dealing with you know you, you know you know and something that i can maybe share <laughs> of all of the things that i've been doing um I, you you have to remove yourself a little bit, especially from this highly emotional things. And you lo- look like no therapist who's seeing on average, maybe uh, 15 to 20 people a week, max. Um, no therapist puts themselves out there and say, I, I just wanted to share this and this is important for me. And if they are, then mostly they are PhD doctors or acclaimed professors and no one would write such comments under their stuff. Right. So you got to understand if you create this thing and it goes viral and a lot of people consume that content, that eventually you will have negative people and you will have negative feedback. But you have to be immune from that. And you don't. Right. You are on your individual journey. You're doing amazing work with raising awareness, especially also in the younger group. I'm thinking of trying to sort of like maybe that's something that at some point we can work a little bit together in certain ways of I want to create more awareness, for example, also in the gaming community, because I know a lot of gamers constantly have their head headsets on and the louder it sounds the nicer so the experience but when you when you play call of duty or whatnot and you you're having those shooting sounds and they're very high that's terrible for your hearing and a lot of yeah. these people can develop tinnitus yeah so, that's the thing with with the younger generation it's going to be a thing that a lot more people are going to be suffering with and there's no doubt about that like loud yeah. noise exposure is obviously one of the main things that causes tinnitus, tinnitus yeah. um yeah so I do think awareness is very key, especially for the generation that's coming, you know, because the like the future is all about technology and you immerse in technology with headsets and things like that. So yeah, yeah definitely like if we collaborated on something, especially if you have like experience of gamers and stuff like that, I think it'd be so, so beneficial. I'm a gamer myself, but I try to uh, play it very, very yeah. I'm, well, I'm I, a gamer on Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh, really? I'm a gamer. I can I can show you for the people who watch the YouTube video. I have a a fold up racing seat over there in the back. Oh, cool! It's like nice. a yeah. I've got a, a fold up racing seat, and I am a very passionate racing racing driver. Only only in my in my living room with a PlayStation and uh, a steering wheel and some pedals. So it was quite a quite the semi-professional setup. So I enjoy that a lot for so just taking my mind off the daily yeah. tasks and mundane things. So like just sort of like get in there, get in the seat, forget the world around you and just play a bit like it's a yeah. little bit nerdy, but what the heck? It's it, yeah, I like it. It distracts you. It keeps you it calm. You. Like it's a yeah, fun thing to do. Sure. It's it's like with me, my my hobby is cooking and I love oh, nice. cooking. And my like I said previously, my Instagram used to be a food blog where I used to make like healthy meals with yeah. like different nutrients and things. And I'm trying to like tie that to tinnitus because like it's not only a hobby, it's something that yeah. could possibly help you as well. Because I don't know sure. if if you know a lot of information about like different supplements tied to tinnitus that could possibly help. Mm. But yeah. I've seen I've seen there's a few studies where if you have tinnitus, you're more likely to have like a vitamin B12 deficiency. Right. Things yeah. like that. I'm, I don't think there's yeah. a lot of evidence tied towards that, but I think yeah. it's worth putting it out there for people to try. Yeah. You know? I, I think the one thing that I have to say is, and it's similar to the COVID vaccines. Now you get a lot of like 
a lot of different opinions on this as well. And I'm not saying that COVID vaccines can't cause tinnitus and that some people really have very adverse effects from the COVID vaccine. And I'm probably, there is no way for me, for me to say this right now in a proper way without getting uh, harsh feedback afterwards, but I will still say it anyways. Um, we got to see that tinnitus, as you said, affects about 20% of the population. So we take 20% of Europe, you're dealing with 80 million people. That's the whole population of Germany experiencing tinnitus in the whole of Europe. So unfortunately, studies also look over a big volume. And when you see that a 20% experience tinnitus, then you will also see that throughout the reasons of that our the first fertilization and how our crops grow and how our vegetables and all these things grow, there is less and less vitamin B. And also people tend to eat less meat. So then therefore you might have a bigger tendency for vitamin B deficiencies, but if you also have 20% of the population who experiences tinnitus, then these things kind of like influence each other. So it's incredibly important to notice that these are always big studies and it's very difficult to tie very immediate effects. So for example, if we say, look, over a short period of time, you vaccine the whole USA with different new vaccines, right? hundreds of millions of people getting a COVID vaccine. And if you know that on the average population, tinnitus occurs in 20 to 25% even, then surely within that year that you vaccine 300 million people, some of these people will have tinnitus, even at the same time that they get the vaccine. So it's very, 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 very difficult to say whether it's actually the vaccine yeah, that causes tinnitus. Yeah. Or it could even be the stress because some people hate being vaccined. They never go yeah. to get vaccine, but they had to because of COVID, because for their workplace or something, and then they get severely stressed. And that in and of itself could have le led to some people, to tennis in some people, right? Yeah. So all I, all I wanted to say is we have to be cautious. And the best approach to, sol to, to solve this, in my opinion, is if you do want to find out if you have a deficiency, go to do your doctor, get your blood samples. 100%, tested. yeah. <laughs> whether you have to get magnesium, uh, whether you have to have vitamin B, vitamin D, any, any kind of supplements. And of course, you'll be better off when your health is fully taken care of. And it will also be easier to manage tinnitus. Whether your tinnitus will disappear from that is another question, but you'll be in a better position. Worth a try. It's worth a try for sure. Thank you very much for tuning in to today's episode of the Uttering Tinnitus podcast. I just want to alert you to the fact that we have a new audiobook style guide to habituation in our community community platform. You know, it's not only a community platform, it's also a platform where I share online courses that are designed to combine the best practices and everything that I have learned in working with people from all over the world over the past four to five years. I've worked with hundreds of individuals, helping them to manage their tinnitus in the absolute best way possible. And I have combined that work into online courses, weekly videos, a lot of sessions that you can go through. So if you access that under www.mytinnitus.club there are all these goodies for you right there and if you have 20 minutes in total that is how long the audiobook style guide to habituation takes that's a short and to a concise guide that you can use on the go to set your mind into the right place in order to tackle tinnitus head on to understand your tinnitus properly and to really start learning and managing your tinnitus in a way that it will stop bothering you constantly here's a very short and good reminder from one of the community members her name is Sophia and she shares a little bit of an experience of what uh, being on the community has been like for her so let's give a shout out to Sophia
Um, I've had tinnitus for four years now. And it's just that, um, I mean, I'm, I'm in the, my tinnitus club. It's just having that support there. Like when I first got tinnitus, I, I felt totally on my own and I didn't know who to turn to. And, and, and that was the scary thing. But now that there's like, I've joined this club, I feel habituated, but I've still joined the club because I, you still need that support and you still need to talk and be with people who understand exactly what you're going through and what you're feeling and, and thinking and stuff like that. So, you know, my recommendation would be to be in a group because it's so good just to have that, have, just, just to have that back up there when you need it. Okay, so thank you, Frida. You can sign up, join the community, do all the coursework and see how much it helps you already. No need to join all the regular community events if that's not for you, if you don't want to get on there with other people and share, no problem at all. But make sure to benefit from the offer of taking all these different courses because I know it will help help you to habituate to your tinnitus and focus on the things that most matter in your life again. Thank you very much. And let's get back into the podcast episode. Enjoy. But with me and lockdown, I found, I don't think it was the vaccine that like made it worse. I think it was the time on my own. Yeah. I think it was me being on my own, not having many distractions like everyday life of a usual year. And it was pretty much me going on walks, focusing on myself, yeah. ultimately getting to know myself more and noticing my tinnitus more. Yeah. I think Absolutely. that's where a lot of people um, might put it down to the vaccine um but like you just said like you'd never know what could happen like in the yeah. future you don't know and there's yeah. not always studies really focusing on these individual things um so yeah i do think it's very much down for me to lock down just making me more self-aware um although it's bothered me pretty much since like i was 14 <clears throat> yeah lockdown did make a difference yeah yeah i think i think this is again something super important as you say and some people will have a better capacity and it's not their fault and it's not it's just we are humans we're all individual so some people with that more individual focus on us some people will be more lonely some people will be more like they were used to go to the office and now they can't anymore and that would like the thing that they enjoyed and now they're sitting in the quiet room every day and then suddenly they realize that there is a sound that they've never been hearing before but maybe actually they had it before but, you know, now they just kind of start realizing yeah. it because you're, as you said, more self-focused. And then you kind of like, and this is another thing that often happens in Tinder. I think that's very beneficial to know that we often have a thing that's called a projection. Uh, and we sometimes project things into our tinnitus. So when we go into a tinnitus community, um, and not the one that I host, because you won't see that. But in a general tinnitus community and you see people saying, I've been struggling with this for 10 years. This has taken 10 good years of my life. Um, then there's two things. The one thing is the person that's blaming their tinnitus for everything that they haven't been able to achieve in their life. And of yeah. course, if that is the case, the pressure to get rid of tinnitus is so high and big that how could you not then always be obsessed with it, right? So, so these things influence each other so much it's understandable. And I'm very, very sorry to hear these cases and example. And these people will write to me and they will say, it's bullshit what you say, but I have been struggling. And I'm not saying your struggle isn't real. All I'm saying is that, of course, the need to be getting rid of tinnitus, which can't be solved at this moment, is making you even more focused on it. 
because it's been taking all these life of years of you and because you feel like you haven't been able to accomplish what you have been accomplishing. Now, whether you did would have been able to accomplish that without tinnitus is another question. Would you have had the motivation? Would you have had the drive to put in the energy and work and focus? Or would you maybe have found another reason for not being able to do it? And has it to do with other psychological difficulties that you have been encountering in your life already? So we have to say, sometimes the pressure we put on our tinnitus is undue. And what that undue pressure does, it, it keeps our awareness and our focus even more tinnitus-centered. So every little increase or little decrease or increase is always noted we're always like kind of hypersensitive to changes in our tinnitus. And that is what stands in a way from true habituation. It's like yesterday or a few days ago, I did another podcast episode with a therapist and he said this amazing thing about habituation. Imagine you have a koi pond like and, and fish swimming around in the koi pond and you drop a stone into the pond. Then the fish at first will be reacting like this to the, to the stone. Like, oh, what is it? Is it going to kill me? Maybe it's dangerous for me. But then the stone mm. falls to the ground and the fish at first is like hiding and looking away and it's like not sure what it is. But then after a few minutes, it will have to get used to the stone. Why? Because there might be a bigger fish coming from behind eating him. And if he focuses on the stone for a prolonged period of time, then he's not focusing on the real danger. That's right? Really so he's good, mistakenly yeah. focusing on the wrong danger. So true habituation is recognizing the value of something in your life being able to stop ascribing meaning to it and then simply reprogramming the way you respond to it. And by that, of course, you can go into all these videos. I may myself make these videos on YouTube to say new neuroplasticity forms as you habituate to tinnitus because it's true. You don't react to your tinnitus in that way and it doesn't trigger these feelings and emotions. And therefore, all of these areas that were previously affected by your tinnitus will be less affected and eventually not affected anymore. But that is yeah. how you have to approach habituation. Mm, as a student, it's quite stressful, as a lot of people know. And yeah. in university, I found drinking culture is a massive thing and clubbing, things like that. And all of that right. has taken a lot of time away from me. Like, mm. for example, I'll go out clubbing because I want to socialize. And people say to me, why do you go out clubbing if it's going to make your tinnitus worse? For one, everyone can hear the same thing and everyone's saying what right. about five five times in a sentence, whereas I'm saying that sure. all the time. So I enjoy it because sure. everyone's the same and I'm socializing at sure. the same time. Sure. Um, for me, caffeine makes it worse. And so when I have like caffeine to keep me awake when I'm studying, it obviously affects my tinnitus. And on a night out at university, it's drinking plus loud music plus caffeine, all of that. And lack of sleep, lack of sleep, it yeah, makes it yeah, so yeah, bad. Yeah. And I've had weeks of my mm. life taken away from me that I don't dwell on. Because like you just said, if you're going to dwell on it, it's going to make more pressure for your future. Yeah. And yeah. there's this one time where I went out for a whole week and I got back and my hangover lasted for about two because my tinnitus was terrible. I couldn't move. I didn't want to put myself in the situation of socializing because I tried. And I couldn't hear someone that was half a meter in front of me. It was the most aggravating thing. I was so frustrated and I, I physically couldn't get out of my room because the amount of stress and sadness that was weighing over me about all of this, that I've had all this time to do stuff and my tendencies just stopped me. It just overweighed everything. Mm. And mm. Uh, yeah, it's just, it does take a lot of time away from you. But the important thing is do not dwell on it. 
learn from learn from your mistakes for me I need to start wearing hearing protection more I need to find some good hearing protection things because every time I wear them they just fall out <laughs> like flick my hair and it just falls straight out I I just um I I, I have two I have one suggestion for you and for everyone's listening I've, I've had previously suggested this on the podcast but um I think it was very, very valuable is custom mold hearing protection. So when you go to an audiologist okay. and you pay about like 80, 80, 60 to 80 pounds per side, and they do like a mold of your ear, and then you get these like little silicone molded um, a custom mold hearing protection. And they're That's amazing. Good. They're very good with different filters. Uh, so I use them. I, 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 for my, I, I go to concerts with those. So I don't have a problem going to concerts. See, even. that's I went, money uh, I'd want to spend. See, there you go. So I'm. Yeah. I, I went to a Backstreet Boy Boys concert a few uh, a month back with my wife. I'm not sure if you still you do you know the Backstreet Boys? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Okay, okay. So you're not that young. Oh, well, you are young. I mean, I, ten if years my younger. Didn't than me. listen to them a bit, <laughs> then I probably wouldn't know. I love it. Okay, well, that makes me feel very old. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 all good, all good. Uh, no, no. So that's something that I could definitely recommend investing to. And then I recently bought a brand, not related to them in any kind of way, but they're like from Sweden or something like that. So like a Nordic brand. And they're amazing because I, I was looking for some headphone, uh, some hearing protection for, for basically all use cases. Uh, also because my neighbors uh, have a very loud floor and the children, uh, when they have nightmares at night, of course, they run to mommy and daddy. I love them. They're amazing and they're really cool to play with. And they're really, really lovely, amazing family. But unfortunately, I have this really loud floor and I have a, I'm a very, you know, it's tragic even like I'm deaf on one ear. I have terrible hearing on the other one. But if there's a noise at night, I will wake, I'll wake up instantly. Right. So it's really okay. like literally, um, not great. Give me one second. I have to answer this call. Sorry. That's fine. Where were we? Sorry, I completely. Yeah, and now I uh, a little bit forget where we where we were, but I think it's it's all right. Probably. <laughs> we, we we took a little break, and now we're back here with Karis. Uh, yeah, we're back. We're back. It's amazing to have you on the show today, Karis. Thank you for sharing everything already, and I think it was super valuable for people. I think one of the feedback that I got is not only interviewing the people and the scientists etc but also literally interviewing the people who really are acutely dealing with it and we're doing something really yeah. such as you are doing and uh, I think that is very very valuable and I, I think that is something that I uh, think is important to focus in the future on as well because for me of course like the last time I've really experienced the spike and the difficulty is was 20, 2014 2015 so it's already quite a few years yeah. back Mine was um, like two weeks ago. So. Yeah, there you go. See, well, yeah. no spikes. Okay. I still, I still get, but I mean, the the, the big increase yeah. and the big difficulty that I last had when I would say like really this really threw me off the boat and like I really had difficulties for month on end. Uh, that was probably seven eight years ago already, and uh, fingers crossed. But uh, I think I, I like even if I get spikes now, I sometimes get them. I actually when we started the podcast interview, like in the one time I was talking and then suddenly for half a minute i got this it was it went, went absolutely crazy oh, but you know i just like i just like aha okay there it is and i but i know what i want to say so i just continued to, to talk and then eventually it just calms down and i'm like okay well there it is it's going to calm down again so i'm yeah. not distracted apparently like someone commented on my post my recent post where i said yeah. is it just me that along with my 
constant con- constant ringing my constant tinnitus do you get like a random spike that overpowers it like another one over the top like a really high pitch but it only lasts for like 30 seconds and someone replied to that saying oh apparently that's um normal i spoke to my doctor about it apparently it's like a muscle contracting in your yeah. like, auditory system mm-hmm. yeah, it is like, quite normal yeah yeah like i, I like, like you said like i'm at the stage where i'm not like a, a, a scientist ent or a doctor i can't give you like the straight up facts, but what I can give you is my experience. And I'm very yeah. happy to share whatever to people that are dealing with it, because one of yeah. the strong things that helps me is knowing that I'm not alone. Mm. And it's, it's easy to say, oh, you're not alone. But it, I think it's a lot more valuable hearing from someone, their experience about what how they deal with it and how it affects them. So it's nice to share not alone. It. Like literally, yeah. you, you think about what we said earlier on, like 75, 80 million people in Europe alone, like in Europe alone. So it's mm. it's massive. It's massive. It's massive. It's so huge. In, in the same way that people with insomnia, you know, when you lie awake at night and you think you're the only person lying awake at night and everyone's asleep, that's deceptive. Like mm. insomnia is as common as tinnitus. So yeah. along with you, there is every fifth person in the UK and also in Germany, probably also lying awake for much longer than they would like to at night. Um, yeah. And that, and that, and that, that, that's common because we humans, we are geared for survival and not for happiness. So when we perceive problems to be there, um, it doesn't matter whether it's with insomnia or tinnitus or things that just bug us throughout the day and that are difficult to manage, like just the phone call about the car that I just got. But, you know, <laughs> like these things in us problem solvers, because we're geared for survival, not for happiness, they will make us focus on these things. And we will dwell on these things because we will try to solve them. And for some yeah, things, you so can solve people, them, like there? the car problem. But when tinnitus hits you and you're being propelled into, you're always being propelled back from the rubber wall because you're always running into it and you're being propelled back and you're always back on square one. Then, of course, like you got to try and apply a different set of tools in order to try to solve it. And that's what I sort of like try to explain people that, you know, I think the belief system is very important to manage then managing the thoughts, emotions, and feelings that you have around your tinnitus is very important. Finding the right kind of response in a difficult period to tell your brain and yourself that you're safe and everything's okay is incredibly important. And then building that strategically in within a community and people support you who are in the same path and you know, like leveraging you up rather than pulling you down because everyone says oh, what mm. a crazy phase they're having. You know, one thing I've said, I'm saying this in all my videos, but I can't stress it enough. How many people do you think if they say they have had the worst time with tinnitus and it's absolutely terrifying, it's terrible. How many people when they're habituated and they no longer have that problem, how many of these people go back into these forums to delete their comments and to update it with a positive success note? Yeah, probably, no yeah. No one. Do you not think I would probably? I, I mean, if I said something yeah, well, bad about because tinnitus, you're a good person, because you know, like, okay, I shouldn't have written that, and um, yeah. I want to take it back, and I want to update people that things have gotten a lot better. But a lot of people are just there, you know, like mm. if you're able to transport of how bad you're feeling, that in and of itself true. is already making you a little bit better. So then, people, the more they transport negative feelings outside, the more mm. they feel like. Basically, I've handed it to someone else, right? Like, I've, I've basically, yeah. here, here it is. You hand it out. But the problem is this herd mentality. You ha- So many people handing that out and someone reading it, 
and getting that anxiety. We, we talked about it before we started the recording, but how could you make your tinnitus worse or your obsession with tinnitus worse by reading someone else's story? How crazy is that? How your brain works, right? Yeah, yeah, I get you. But like, I've been on a few Facebook forums and there's so much, so much negativity. So that's when I started my own one because I was like, right, this one is positive only. If, if you're all about positivity and finding relief, just join this one <laughs> because it can be stressful, like reading all yeah. of these negative comments and it's not nice to hear. Um, oh. I mean, in general, tinnitus is negative, but if you're trying to make a positive thing out of it and trying to put a spin on it and spread like awareness in a positive way, then that's different, you know, that's different. And like sharing my experience has helped me so much and I'm doing it in a positive way. I'm not crying about it. I'm saying, look, I'm trying to find relief, just like you guys. And I think that makes a big difference. Like when I first started doing my own podcast, I've only got one episode on it. Um, I thought, right, this is going to be difficult because I'm only talking to myself. Like then I started talking. I started talking like I was on the phone to someone because I know yeah. there's so many people out there dealing yeah. with the same thing as me. Yeah. And it became so natural. And it's like, okay, like, these people are going yeah. to understand. These people right. understand me so I can completely be unfiltered and say what point I'm at. And it's yeah. it's nice. It's a nice thing because like, it's helping me. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's helping me just as much as it's helping other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that's uh, that's one of the most valuable parts about podcasts, and uh, I think also like being very very specific, you know, because the exact opposite of the doctor who has ten to fifteen minutes and then leaves you alone with the whole range of emotions that the modern internet yeah. has to offer, <laughs> if we want to put it like that, is obviously like not supportive at all so the format of podcast i always find myself like okay what am i doing with the next podcast and so on and so forth but actually when i've I've done a fair amount of episodes where it's just literally me in this room standing in front of the microphone just talking to the microphone and i am i don't know maybe some people are like okay some people want to listen to it some people don't but i i find interestingly a lot of people want to listen to me having a monotone conversation with myself about tinnitus because i mean i've been working with it for so much and like i mean my my special story of i mean i've had a my mom had a um, a virus infection in pregnancy i don't know if i i think i probably shared this on the podcast before probably in the first episode where it's all about my personal story but um i could have been a lot more disabled that i am than i am um there was a, a high chance that i would have been like severely disabled not only physically but also mentally because of that virus infection that my mom, her mom had during pregnancy so I made that stupid comment that I said, like, arguably my only real uh, crazy weakness is uh, my tinnitus in my one deaf ear. Um, Well, if you ask my wife, probably I have another few shortcomings, but uh, in generally that's maybe, maybe the ones. Um, So in a way I, I, I'm kind of like marked by birth with this hearing condition, but on the other hand, um, it's also empowered me to be able, and I, I must say, this is the positive point that I take you know, I, I get a lot of gratitude out of being able to provide a place where people can go and connect and share and be positively minded and support each other and use a strategic program of learning how to tackle tinnitus successfully, because I know that it works in a lot of people. So I am grateful and it's like nice because that is for me, it is a privilege to say that I'm working in this. And I'm, I'm making a living out of 
really significantly making a difference in the tinder's community helping putting people. a positive spin on something that is right. meant to be bad yeah right exactly right. and for us it's nice because we're putting a face to tinnitus we're putting a, pa- a face to something that's invisible something yeah. that people don't know how to relate to because they don't know people with it um, yeah. and if it wasn't for social media and all the modern technology today I would still feel completely alone and I would still have the image of, in my head of someone that's elderly with tinnitus and it's not always the case it's not always right. the case so I feel like once I realized, okay, my tinnitus isn't really going anywhere and it's getting me down, I was like, okay, I need to put a positive spin on this. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. But I I originally started making all of my social media as part of my third year at university. So I decided to go down like the entrepreneur route, if you will, um, of Mm -hmm. instead of doing like a placement in industry, you make your own business kind of thing. And I, I was thinking, I was like, oh, what can I do? What can I do? Because I really like this idea. I was like, oh, sh- should I like make a business selling cards? Like, because I do graphic communication and I wanted to do something nice. like all arty and stuff. And then I got stressed about it. I got so stressed about thinking, what can I do for this year? And then the stress equals tinnitus. I was like, mm. I need to do something to do with my tinnitus because it's not going to only be helping me. It's going to be helping other people. Let me try to do this. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really nice that we can put a positive spin on it. And I think ultimately that's habituation in itself in a way, like the process of getting there for me. Um, But yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice that we can do that and put a face to it because I think a lot of people, when they find our accounts, they're they're quite relieved because they can relate. Yeah. I mean, and and this is something that I want to say because I want to instill hopeful, hopefully, um, uh, yeah, I mean, to instill the the hope in you to say true habituation looks like you literally feel like it's not bothersome and you yeah. will get there and the people who listen to this get will get there um some quicker some less quick everyone's in their own trajectory so we're all different so be patient with yourself and don't read these studies <laughs> I had a coaching session recently and she said, but I read this study that you should be habituated between six months and two years. And I'm yeah, saying- Give like, yourself time. Don't put pressure on yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, putting, putting that amount of pressure creates <laughs> the, the, the exact that spotlight on the tinnitus that you're trying to take away from tinnitus. So, yeah, it probably makes you think, oh, if I've not reached this deadline, then my tinnitus is staying forever. That's not the case. Exactly. It's a journey. Exactly. It's a journey. And that in and of itself is- a signal to your brain something's wrong something dangerous is happening and therefore you're going to be more aware of your tinnitus therefore habituation is even going to slip further away yeah. from you yeah for so, me i feel like i've got a little bit of an advantage because i i in myself know it's going to be possible whereas some people like they're completely i know it's not going to work for me but i'm on like session two of like um cognitive behavioral therapy and session two there's like so many to do and I feel like it is really going to help me. And I'm not going to put a time frame on it. Like if I have to go over sessions, I will. I do. I do think it's possible, and that's. Go- I think that's going to help me in the long run. Like for anyone listening, like it is possible. And I've not even got much experience in it, but the amount of stories that I've heard from the community that I've created saying 
it's helped them so much they're habituated it's completely possible and if, if you're going to be negative about it it's going to take longer so try and keep an open mind an open mind is what it's all about 100 percent. yeah um i will go one step further again and say yeah. that there is um a strategic set of tools um, that can be combined in these various ways where I talked about acceptance commitment, for example, the spider phobia approach where the spider is always sitting there and you sit with the therapist in the room and the spider first freaks you out for the first few sessions. And then eventually you realize that you are having an overshoot reaction to something that you know here in Germany or in Europe can't be dangerous. And then slowly but steadily, you learn to feel safe while being in the same room with the spider. And eventually it won't be a problem for you being in the same room with a spider anymore and you won't freak out anymore. It will become yeah. normal to have a spider in your room as it will. And we're like, oh, well, that's just uncomfortable to be in a room with a spider, but I know it's not dangerous. And so let's move on. Like I was here reading my newspaper. So I'll, let me continue to read my newspaper. And before where you were full spider phobiac, you wouldn't have been able to complete, continue to sit in that room. You'd have to call someone else to get the spider, take it out. And then continue to sit in your room, read your newspaper, and you're pretty, pretty shaken still from that, right? So it's very similar with tinnitus when you learn to habituate and learn to be in a safe place where you really feel okay and in no way whatsoever feeling any kind of apprehension or any kind of difficulty. And that's when habituation is real. So I want to go one step further and say, like, it's not... It's not like picking fruit of the trees and saying, okay, hopefully if I combine that, those fruits into a basket, they will make a nice jam. But to actually go and say like, okay, well, I need this, I need that, and I need that to make it a recipe. We want to we talk about cooking to get all the ingredients to make a nice curry, for example, right? To say like, okay, for curry, I need these ingredients to make it successfully and to make it taste good. So if I get these ingredients, I have the best chance of making a perfect curry. And if I do it a few times, if I repeat it, then I will make the perfect curry and it will work and it will be a good meal, right? And that's yeah, the same no, for yeah, managing. That's quite good. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You've got to work on it. You've got to practice it. You've got to put your energy into it. And that's what I'm going to do. And I shall update my journey with it. And yeah, I'm just going to take my time because I'm not going to pressure myself to keep going through these different sessions. Definitely not. Because I don't want it to feel like a chore. If you know yeah. what I mean? I don't want to procrastinate on them. I want to enjoy doing it and enjoy the process. Hmm. So yeah. But once I have habituated, it's going to be really good. And I'm going to probably have a better mindset on everything altogether. For example, at uni at the moment, I get so yeah. stressed out. My tinnitus is so much more noticeable. And yeah. it would be nice to see that change when I get stressed. Do I notice it? I, the, the one thing that is also really important to notice is that your life will not be a thousand percent better because you're habituated to tinnitus. Again, no. we are not just, just saying, right? Because a lot of people say, if I was only habituated to my tinnitus, my life would look like this, 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 and this. Yeah, We're humans. No, can't do that. Life, life, no, I'm just saying, life is inherently difficult. We're going from one problem management to the next problem management. Mm. But as soon as we acknowledge that life is inherently difficult and we are managing all these things, the sooner it gets a little bit easier for you to understand it and to transform that as well, right? So, and yeah. you're also stopping to put undue pressure of your tinnitus because there will be times which tinnitus will be more bothersome and less bothersome. And that's okay. 
because once you start to understand that that reactivity is no longer there, that you can just simply experience a change in tinnitus and be like, ah, well, it seems that I'm more stressed right now and tinnitus is a little up, but whatever. I know that from myself. I know that how it happens and I know how to cope and deal with it, right? So I want to... I want to just quickly uh, go into uh, saying to you again and extending a very, very warm uh, hand of welcome to invite you into our community. Um, if you want to, I can I, I can uh, give you a show around. We can see whether we want to uh, use this in the in the in the version or not. But I can just give you a very, very quick tour. It's yeah. nice that we have the virtual ability of sharing screens, etc. This whole um, podcast has been like a therapy session within itself. <laughs> Yeah, I love, I love I know. it. It's good. Um, right. So this is basically what the community looks like. Um, we have a cool. oh, is this normal... like your own website? Cool. No, 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 no. This is a a tool that I'm using. Yeah. Uh, it's called Mighty Mighty Networks, and it's a community oh, management, nice. like a a really really nice tool that uh, I'm paying for monthly. But they basically have the whole basis for all of this. And yeah. um, I'm creating everything, but also not not only me, but also the people who are in the in the community, right? So someone says I'm struggling a little bit, and then okay, what are you struggling with? And then everyone is like sharing some ideas, some thoughts, or uh, just some so a little bit That's of conversation so nice. about yeah. funny things or stuff like that. Then um, I have a very old course in here. It's a beginner's course. Um, then recently I released an audiobook style to habituation where I have uh, different sessions and that people can sort of listen to on the way because I know a lot of people that I have in here are very busy individuals they are doing a lot of things all at the same time so I created something that they could literally listen to while on the go That's really and nice. I'm currently working on a eight week 16 sessions kind of style course that combines pretty much everything that I've done over the last uh, half a decade um, wow. You'll have a lot of different videos. Maybe it will be interesting for you to explore tinnitus and sleep a little bit more, um, neuroplasticity and tinnitus, uh, stress management, yeah. life events that we had, recent live events. We had a Christmas party. We have a relaxation space where I shared um, a little bit of uh, yoga nidra, if you know that. That's a nice way yeah. to relax, a yoga that's nidra protocol. And yeah, and that's our community and it's growing and it's expanding. So I, I, I would love to have you on there and to see what you Absolutely. think about it and whether you can benefit from some of the strategic approaches. It's nice that, that the members you have on there, like, you know, they're completely committed to positivity and like agreeing with what you say. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it'd be nice to be like in a community of everyone like that. That's nice. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I love, for example, look like one of the biggest comments over the last few weeks was like, Matthew, who I worked with, uh, who's from the US, and he says, uh, habituation is possible. I was so scared and anxious for about four months. I researched all the good and the bad. I read that 95% of everyone with varying levels of tinnitus can habituate. And I was convinced I would be the 5% who can't habituate. <laughs> oh I am not. God. Especially with Frida's help to keep my emotions in check with an attitude, change and acceptance. I don't hear it anymore. My brain totally ignores it. That's my so advice nice. don't include emotion into the sound you hear and don't obsess over it then your brain will ignore it i never thought it would work for me but over some time it did and it will for everyone here too and that's, that's so what nice. i'm sharing that's the approach and the goal and i'm just i do i just want to be the the messenger who carries this out right because this yeah. experience that people make here as individual like everyone can experience this and i want to be the messenger who carries that out 
to give people that hope and who have them able to sort of use these tools strategically because that's what I spent my half a decade on to uh, to combine all these tools and to make really, learning really material good. out of it for people to be really benefiting from this. And uh, yeah, yeah. I would love really... to hear your, yeah, your honest feedback, really, just because I think it would be amazing to have it, your yeah. honest feedback on what you think about it. And my offer still stands, right? That I'm um, I'm more than happy to, um, to, to work with you. And I'm sure I can um, support you in your habituation process to Aww. sort of like, uh, yeah, if you're, nice. if you're willing to see how much it helps you and how it helps you, and we can maybe use some of it for content and uh absolutely I'm, absolutely I'm, I'm super happy yeah. to, to to support you yeah, yeah. absolutely I, i'm very open with like things like how i'm experiencing them and if i'm thinking it's working or not so i, I would love to really give I, you know opinion. criticism is only going to make everything that i do yeah. better so i happy like any no, kind exactly. of criticism anything yeah. that you have to share is going to no, make it looks, better it looks it's make really, really impressive better. does yeah. look impressive so yeah definitely something i'd want to go into no, i'm awesome. very grateful for that yeah yeah nice. lovely good Awesome. Well, Karis, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast here today. We've been going at it for uh, quite a while now already, and I'm sure it will also not be the last uh, episode of uh, on the podcast that we're doing together. And I'm yeah, very excited and very thankful as well for having someone like you. Um, I think you, although I know this is challenging and you have stress at uni, but you have a very like you have a very nice spirit and you carry a message very Aww. like you carry it proudly <laughs> on your shoulders and i really like to say that and i think the people who getting in touch with you and who are checking out what you do will be very grateful for everything you do yeah. there's always trolls on the internet there will always be don't don't let them get you um we'll continue to do what we do and so thank you so much for your work yeah. No, thank you so much it's literally been like a therapy session with within itself so thank you very very much for having me and I'm very excited for what, what the future holds with it and it'd be really nice to share what I've learned from you with people who are in the same situation as me so yeah I've, I've really really enjoyed it and I thank you so much for that no worries at all that's you know, that's sort of like what I'm here for. That's what makes me grateful as well uh, for doing what I do. What I wanted to ask you, um, because I mean, I've been showing my community. Now I want you to tell us what is your Instagram handle? Where can people best find you? And when is that cookbook releasing that you, uh, that you, ah, that you talked yes. about? So my cookbook is going to be releasing in Tinnitus Awareness Week. It'll be 2023 February. So wow. next month. Um, nice. Yeah, that'll, that'll be good. I, I'm aiming for that anyway. I'm aiming through it. I don't want to publish something that's not 100% yeah. great. So I'm going to make sure it's completely polished off and I'll aim for that date. But yeah, my Instagram handle is at the Tinnitus Cookbook. And then my TikTok is the same. And yeah, you can find all the links on my Instagram anyway. So if you want to find anything else about me, it's all on there. Lovely. It's been a, 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 yeah, a big pleasure to be speaking to you. Thank you for taking time also for this podcast interview. And I'm sure that in future we'll see you A, in the community and B, in some of the sessions. And maybe we can share uh, some of the combined work that we do to uh, have other people benefit from it as well. Absolutely. Sounds great. Thank you so Lovely. much. All right. For sure. Thank you. Thank you, Karis. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, thank you all for tuning in into today's episode of the Outring Tinnitus podcast. Uh, the next podcast episode will release in two weeks time again. 
Um, I'm super happy to have had the chance to interview uh, Karis and we will schedule and set aside some time to start some individual work between the two of us. Um, I'm sure that will be beneficial for the community as well and we will share that across all channels with you as well. Just a short heads up to all the things that is coming up. We have a amazing guy, Daniel Glass, founder of the Uni Headphones. Uh, you will see what that means in the next podcast episode coming up in two weeks. Um, I think you're really going to enjoy that episode. Then afterwards, we have another tinnitus researcher and another tinnitus researcher. So a lot of episodes that uh, are lined up, a lot of interviews that will be conducted and uh, a lot of thought I currently give to who will be the next people I host on the podcast, who are the people who are most interesting for me and for you guys to interview, um, for you guys to get the biggest benefit and to really understand how the process of habituation can work for you. Um, in the meantime, if you want more of all of this and if individual coaching is something that you might like and might enjoy, but you think maybe it's a little bit of too much time, then I can just definitely recommend join us in our online tinnitus management platform under www.mytinnitus.club. You can find the online tinnitus management platform that I've been building where we have over 20 members currently uh, constantly growing our platform. I am releasing new courses, new weekly videos. We get together and meet and you can learn how to habituate to your tinnitus to overcome the most pressing issues with your and we will be with you every step of the way yeah i hope this has been helpful for you i wish you all the best a fantastic weekend as usual and i'll see you in the next podcast episode goodbye thank you very much for listening to the outring tinnitus podcast I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.